Lord our God. In every age you call a people to hear your word and to do your will. Renew us in these days and nights of Lent. Washed clean of sin, sealed with the Spirit, and sustained, sustained by your living bread. May we remain true to our calling and with the elect serve you alone. Grant this through Christ, our liberator from sin, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, holy and almighty God, forever and ever. The following passage from the book of Genesis is a sad, old, familiar story. When we don't live our lives as God's word commands us, we have a lot to lose. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord God formed man from the dust of ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil as well. And the Lord God commanded the man, you may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Now the serpent was more crafty than the other wild animal that God had made. He said to the woman, Did God say you shall not eat from the tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed leaf fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following passage from the letter of the letter to the Romans, Saint Paul speaks of the loss of our intimacy with God through Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve's sin. However, Paul also gives us hope because the obedience of Jesus saves us and sets us free from sin and death. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. 
Brothers and sisters, just as sin came into the world through one man and death came through sin, so death spread to all people because all have sinned. Sin was indeed in the world before the law, but sin is not reckoned when there is no law. Yet death exercised dominion from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sins were not like the transgression of Adam, who is a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass, for if the many died through the one man's trespass, much more surely have the grace of God and the free gift in the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for the many. And the free gift is not like the effect of the one man's sin, for the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brings justification. If because of the one man's trespass, death exercised dominion through that one, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness exercise dominion in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, just as the one man's trespass led to the condemnation for all people, so one man's act of righteousness leads to the justification and life for all people. For just as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory Glory to you, Lord. Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then a devil took him into the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, again it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor and said to him, All these I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Ruah. 
the Holy Spirit open our hearts. My friend, Father Bill Rosenbaum, called yesterday. He's the pastor at St. Clement Church in Johnstown. And he's really a good, he's, he's just a good guy, good friend. And he told me that uh, had an interesting thing happen. He got a phone call during the week from uh, the daughter of one of his parishioners who said, Father, my, my mom is really, really sick. And she asked that you would come to the hospital. She wants to hear you tell one of your jokes. Being the good guy that he is, Bill went down to the hospital and he told her the joke. And a few days later, she died. And he told me that he celebrated her funeral yesterday. And as part of the funeral, Tom, he told the joke. There were two brothers. They were Tom and Bob, and they were awful. They were the rottenest people in town. They, they were dishonest. They were violent. Uh, the language they used was terrible. Uh, they, they cheated people, and it was just, just awful. Everybody in town knew them. And nobody in town liked them. They were rotten. Wouldn't you know that Bob died? And Tom came to the priest and he said, Father, I I want you to bury my brother Bob. And the priest said, We can't have his funeral here. The people in the parish, they, they, they hate him, and he was so awful. We, we can't possibly celebrate his funeral here. And Tom said, Ah, uh, Father, if you celebrate Bob's funeral here, I'll give you $30,000. The priest, being no dummy, knew that they needed money for the roof and, and the heating, air conditioning, so he said, all right, I'll, I'll bury your brother. But the brother said, there's one catch. And the catch is, during his funeral, you have to say that Bob was a saint. <laughs> the priest, being nobody's fool, begins the funeral homily. He talks about the power of Christ, the resurrection. And then he said, you know, Bob wasn't a very good man. He was dishonest. He was greedy. He stole from people. He was violent. He was always getting into fights. 
But compared to his brother Tom, he was a saint. (laughs) You know, the story that Deacon Jack read from the Gospel of Matthew about the temptation of Jesus, those people who go into the scriptures looking for factual stories, factual things, they're not there. This is a faith story. And if you think about it, it comes from the tradition of Jewish people. Jesus was in the desert for 40 days. Didn't our Jewish ancestors spend 40 years in the desert wandering around? Weren't they tempted to complain against God? Didn't they get hungry and complain about the manna and the quail and the bitter waters of Meribah? But Jesus doesn't give in to temptation, doesn't he? Does he? he? Only by the word of God do we live. And Jesus was faithful to the word of God. Take it to us. (laughs) And you think of all the, well, the food and the entertainment and all the things that we give so much time and effort to. And we say we don't have time to read the scriptures. We don't have time to pray. food and entertainment and other things become a distraction from God. Jesus didn't let that happen to himself. The story says that Satan took Jesus to the top of the temple. He says, jump off. If you jump off, if you are God's son, by the way, that's the big, that's the big message. That's the big temptation. If you really are God's son, God's not going to let you get hurt. I mean, God loves you. He shouldn't let you get hurt. The Jewish ancestors of Jesus, they expected God to cover for them that they should never undergo difficulties if God really did love them. And how about us? If God really loved me, why do I have cancer? If God really loved me, Why has my marriage fallen apart and and I struggle with the loneliness? If God really loved me, why, why did I lose my job? If God really loved me. Jesus stands up against him. He would not test God. Do not put God to the test. How about us? 
If God really loved me, would I? And then the story tells us that the devil took him to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And he said, if you worship me, I'll give you all this power. I'll give you all of these kingdoms. This will all be yours if you worship me. You remember the story of our ancestors, huh? They made a golden calf. And they worshipped the golden calf. But not Jesus. Jesus saw the whole world from the cross. And he didn't worship power. He didn't worship power and fame and wealth. From his vantage point on the cross, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. I give myself to you. How about us? How caught up are you and I in power, influence, having things our own way? Scripture says, you shall not worship anything but the Lord your God, to God alone. Do you belong? Our Jewish ancestors were tempted and they gave in to temptation, but Jesus, our brother and Lord, was tempted and he did not give in. He showed us how to resist temptation, to turn to the Lord, not to let anything distract us from God who would be at the center of our hearts the center of our lives. There was a little boy. Jimmy was three years old. And his mom was busy in the kitchen. She was slicing vegetables. And, and she ran up, he ran up to his mom and he pulled on her. And he said, Mommy, Mommy. But she kept working. He did it again, mommy, mommy, and she kept slicing the vegetables. She had to get ready. People were coming for dinner. She didn't have time for him. Finally, as loudly as he could, he cried out, mommy, mommy, listen to me with your eyes. Look at me. Maybe that's what happens at Lent. We listen, we pray with our full attention, not tempted by any distraction from God.
Thanks for listening to this week's service. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.